I don't think we'd have even had the diagnosis. Ruth helps. She was imperative to his health and well-being and I don't know what I'd do without her. Hi, I'm Laura Nielsen and welcome to Hope in the Deep End. We've put together this podcast to inspire us all to keep working in areas of deprivation and poverty. We're sharing best practice, stories, outcomes and some interesting thoughts and ideas. So whether you're working in primary care, secondary care, the charity sector or any of the other myriad of roles, please listen and help us to keep each other inspired. Welcome to Hope in the Deep End podcast and this week um, I'm talking to Ruth from the Focus Care team and Liana, who has been working alongside Ruth and she's going to tell us all about her family so thank you so much. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your name and where you're from? Yes my name is Liana. Um, I'm a mum of four children, three boys, one girl. I work part-time, have four dogs, it's a very busy household. Oh my goodness, how old are the children? Uh, 25, 20, 16 and 11. Oh, wow. So, big family. That is a big family. And is everyone at home with you? Yes, they are, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, and obviously you and Ruth seem to know each other. So how did you two first meet? I looked at my records and it was 2011. Wow, that's a long time ago. To do with your son, wasn't it? Yeah, with my son and myself, yeah. Um, the son that's 20 was diagnosed with autism and Ruth helped. She was imperative to his health and well-being. Yeah. So it it was, when I visited you, it was, it was behavioural issues, wasn't it? Yeah. And no one was addressing it. So we addressed it together and we did it. Well, if I ask Liana to do anything, she always does it above and beyond, which I wish all my patients did. <laughs> but so you did a diary of behaviour, didn't you? you I did, did, yeah. Different behaviour tactics, and so anyway, we got the right diagnosis at the time, which was autism, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And then did that help change other things? Did that help change schooling, or what did uh, that diagnosis yes, it mean? Did. It it actually helped him within school. The school addressed different measures. Because he's also got a fear of being touched. It's almost like if somebody bumps into him, it's it's almost like he feels he's being hit. Okay. So the school used to use different methods where they'd get him to put um, the exercise books out to all the other children so that he could bring himself back into mm. the present, if you like, because he, he was quite hyperactive. So that's good. So then did you, was that the end of your contact or did you... Stop. No, I don't think or it was, was did it? Did it drift off or did it something else happen? Or Well, so that, if, if you like, care packet worked. Yeah. So that uh, the family were going on the right track. There was a couple of other things going on at the time, wasn't there? And then more recently, it's when he became more of an adult, wasn't it? That Yeah, got his diagnosis, I think, has slightly changed. He's still like a younger man even though he's 20 Um, and I think it shows more now because he's he's had a few issues recently um, that I've needed more help with so I've reached out to Ruth because like I said she's fundamental part she's like the core of his beginning and we've not found the end Mm. Um, I don't know what I'd do without her sometimes actually so how often do you two talk or communicate? Or um, Well, Liana's a wonderful mum. She's mm. a superb mum. Mm. And I think that's why the autism was not seen, because she is such a good mum. 
So I think um, the present situation is uh, that I did refer him to an organisation, didn't I? Mm. And they were closed and they were for adult referrals for autism and ADHD because uh, we both believe he has ADHD as well and that Mm. Concerta medication would really help him, wouldn't it? I think it would, but unfortunately he got referred in 2019 and I have honestly chased it every three or four months and got nowhere. And then unfortunately during the Christmas period, that's just gone. When the postal strikes were on, we received a letter that he'd missed the appointment by two days. And then when I rang to chase it up and ask if they could slot us in somewhere, they said it's actually been taken from us. So now I don't know where he is on the list. So I just unfortunately feel like he's been left. Mm. And I think the current situation that he's in is because he's not been diagnosed properly. So we tried um, the adult social care system, didn't we? And we tried a PA and they have um, a learning disability and autism team now. That didn't quite work. And then I found out that Psychiatry UK have taken over from Lanx. So we did the referral to them and it has been accepted. So their waiting list, I've made sure that, in fact, I checked this morning. So they have accepted his referral and the waiting list limit presently, they say, is up to six months, which is a lot better. It's not Mm. good, but it's a lot better. So, so what's what's life like day to day? Obviously in your house, so, it's, so it feels like quite a lot of pressure on you, Liana. Like, yeah, I do. I do feel a lot of pressure. Um, but if I give up, then there's nobody. So yeah. that keeps me going. That keeps me channeled. And I've recently started journaling because I yeah. felt like I was a bit of a firework, yeah. and I, and my my load was a lot because he's not the only son that I've got that's got complex needs. So I recently changed, well, within the last year, I've changed my whole job Mm -hmm. and had to work close to home. uh, I've made myself his appointee, so all of his appointments have to go through me. And it it is a lot for me because I do care for my grandparents as well. Mm. So, but that's what part and parcel of being a mum and a, you know, that's what we do, isn't it? So well, we I'll try, keep going. We? I, think, I think it's amazing. I think you can just feel that you're like the linchpin of this family. <laughs> Everything kind of comes to you and that just must be just a huge amount of work and pressure and worry. I can understand why you feel a bit of a firework and journaling and stuff. It's well. always very kind. Yeah. And is it, do you think it's helpful to have someone like Ruth that you can just, contact and say today's gone really I just yeah she's <laughs> honestly she's she's been amazing throughout the years and the little things as well like I remember one Christmas she come and brought Christmas presents oh, which yeah. wasn't even needed but that's just her I think Ruth goes above and beyond yeah. and I don't know what I'd do without her oh you two obviously have a really good relationship you're like smiling at each other and I send her the odd text message as well every now and again just to check in and let her know where we are and it's it's new. But tomorrow we've actually got a social worker come in to the house. 
because I've chased it up and made sure that I don't let things fall. I always have to keep on top. Yeah, yeah. And Leanna is such a good, you know, you can tell yeah. just listening to her talking that she really cares for all her family. She's had one knock after another and she's still standing. <laughs> I don't know how sometimes, but yeah, we have to keep going. You're amazing. Yeah, like, because uh, people listening won't be able to see, but you are absolutely stunningly beautiful. And <laughs> like, you've got amazing makeup on today. You look absolutely gorgeous. I haven't and actually got it on today. <laughs> Is that your natural skin? Oh no, I'm really jealous now. This is not fair. I've got mascara on. That's amazing. So yeah, and you can kind of feel the love. I think, I mean, there are lots of mums out there, aren't they, who struggle with their kids. And I think one of the things I was, you can not answer this, but I mean, my children are getting older now and I'm kind of looking to that point where they might leave home in a kind of, I know lots of people struggle with that, but actually I'm quite excited. Um, But given that you've got these, there's so much complexity in your family. I guess that life path is just quite different. How's I think we're very, very lucky. Like through a coronavirus and lockdown, mm. I retrained. I opened a beauty salon in my back garden. Oh wow! We converted a camper van, so we, you know, we we never stop really. We always we always keep going, and we always do everything as a family. So I think I think we're very lucky. Mm. And what, what do you do? Do you have any time for fun or um, <laughs> do you do, do yeah. I guess, walking the dogs maybe? Or? Yeah. And, you know, I I don't see caring for my grandparents as a challenge. I, okay. I love to spend time with her. She's she's very special. Um, I'm very close to my auntie. Um, and the, the children themselves have activities. They keep us busy. Yeah. We're definitely, a, a, you know, a unit together. So... Notice she carefully evaded any, um, uh, uh, I like to. <laughs> She's a family person, but there's no, um, self-cherishing is difficult. <laughs> I do my own nails. That's amazing. <laughs> so I take time out for that. I go yeah. and sit in the cabin if I need a breather away from yeah. everybody. That's amazing. I think it's it's really interesting to see how you've made life work. You know, that you've did all those changes in lockdown, that you've changed your job. You don't strike me as somebody who's bitter about that. You know, I talk to no. lots of people who say, well, I had to do this because this happened to me and they're bitter. As you. I needed to do it for my children, but it was something that I, I needed to do as well. It yeah. weren't, you know, it's it's benefited us and the work that I do now still fits around the family. So I'm, I'm just at home a lot more and that's what was necessary. Yeah. And you can see it in the children now. They're, they're different because I'm there. Yeah. That's I don't miss tea times or breakfast. I can take them to school, pick them up. I'm around for all of his appointments. Working in the cabin works around those appointments. So it's yeah. good. It's good all around. You can keep an eye on everything. Yeah. 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 I can see them out the window all the time. See what's going on. Yeah. That's that's really incredible. So just um, can you sum up the difference that you think Focus Care and Ruth has made? What, can you imagine what it would have been like if you hadn't had Ruth? I think you need to have somebody that works in the health and care background to back you up as a person. Mm. Because if I make an email or a telephone call, nobody knows who I am. And I think she's, like I said, the core or the backbone of that referral because she knows me personally. Mm. But as 
as a professional. So like, so giving you that emotional support, but then also advocating for yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I, I do making, really care and yeah, I do want the best yeah. for not just myself, for other people. And I don't think I'd have had that because even when I rang, I hope I'm allowed to say this, but I rang social services and the adult, what was the the team, the uh, autism and... Learning disability and autism, autism team. Autism team. And instead of asking me what the problems were, she said, well, what do you want to gain from it? And I thought, well, surely there's got to be somebody that can reassess the situation that we're in now because every couple of months is different, never mind every mm. few years. Mm. Okay. So, so does it, is it, is it, it's almost like having somebody to be your ally in this system that's yeah. really clunky and really difficult to navigate. I don't think we'd have even had the diagnosis because my son doesn't fit the typical boxes for autism and he never has. Um, so it took quite a while. I don't think he was even diagnosed till he was 11, maybe 12. Mm. So it was quite late. And then I think he got lost during school, the secondary school. And I remember having a conversation with Ruth and she said, maybe look at changing him and he, you know, changing the school. And like my son didn't really didn't want to change. He wanted to stay. So I allowed him to stay. And I think looking back, the best thing would have been to make that decision. But me as a mum didn't, I didn't really know where to go with Mm. it. I think those parenting decisions are so difficult, aren't they? We do our best for our kids and you make decisions and you just don't really know whether they're right or not right or whether there's a better option. And I think hindsight's um, really tricky, actually, because we don't know, do we? And I think you make the decisions for your kids out of love and that's that's the you know that's all you can do isn't it you just try your best you try you? your best as a mom don't you and i'm still going so i'm doing something you're doing right. amazingly you're doing amazingly so um thank you so much for for coming in is there anything else you wanted to tell us or anything that you think i'd just like to say that i think anybody that works alongside ruth whether it's in the long term or the short term is will really benefit yeah. she is a wonderful person and is a great advocate. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. amazing. She is. She really. And as is. someone who's been on a on a road trip around the country in a car with Ruth, there's always a story. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you so much for coming in. You're very and welcome. That was really um, special to hear um, your story. So thank you. It's really generous to share it. I hope I don't lose touch with her ever. <laughs> In my wheelchair. <laughs> I'll push you. It's fine. <laughs> She'll build your cabin. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. It's luxury. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>